from all reports, he was there about five or six hours, and it sounded like, you know, maybe they enjoyed what they saw. Maybe they thought that he had some some good things. I've seen some reports where it said uh, he did things that were impressive, but he's got a lot of work to do. I mean, remember, this guy hasn't played since 2016, hasn't had a workout since 2017, so uh, there's going to be a lot of rust there, but... Uh, I look at it as if they were to sign him, if this new regime signed him, they feel like he can be an addition and an asset to the team. If they don't, then they feel like he didn't. You know I mean? I think it's really kind of simple as that. That's your boy Q from Locked On Raiders and Locked On Bets. Last week, Colin Kaepernick made headlines when he was given a trial with the Las Vegas Raiders, his first trial in a number of years since 2017. A return to the league, perhaps, for Kaepernick? What does this mean for Derek Carr? What are the expectations for the Raiders in an AFC West that has got stronger and stronger throughout the offseason, including Russell Wilson at the Denver Broncos? I got my thoughts on him. I'm Anthony Woodson, and this is the Transatlantic Sports Show. Hey Q, long time no speak, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How's everything going, my man? All good, man. All good. Uh, last time it was uh, it was the inaugural Tottenham Hotspur NFL game, and your boys, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, were they Oakland Raiders? And they, they were still Oakland, weren't they? There, but <laughs> they, they so, opened yeah. up things. Yeah, they opened things up, didn't they? Yeah, I believe so. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think they were. How's the Vegas move going for the Raiders? It's going good. It's, it's going yeah? good. Everything is fantastic, man. Being in Vegas has been a whole lot of fun and. A lot of great action going on. So, uh, you know, the Raiders did a good job last season getting to the playoffs with a lot of adversity. But, uh, you know, boom, here they are right now. And, and they've got a new uh, new team, new head coach, uh, a lot of new weapons. So it should be interesting to see how everything shakes out. Yeah, things certainly looking up. You said about a lot of adversity, man. You know, last June, you know, we, we had the, the, the Carl Nassib story and everything seemed so positive. Coming out from there, I was talking on national radio about it over here, talking about the Raiders, and then things just seemed to spiral, didn't they? You know, obviously there's the unfortunate event uh, involving Henry Ruggs off the field, but the John Gruden stuff as well, man. There you go. You've got your your head coach, and he's got this, this history that has come out of these remarks, homophobic, racial remarks, and just a few months prior to that, there they were standing unified as a team from a, from a fan's perspective, what did you make of it all? Well, I mean, it was just, it was really a a weird, bizarre scenario. I mean, you just didn't see it coming until it did. And then you didn't know how it was going to shake out. And obviously when all the, all the news shook out about Gruden and and we started hearing about the emails and everything, uh, you saw how it affected the team on the field. You saw how the play on the field uh, was affected and and you knew that there had to be some changes. So uh, Gruden steps down, you know, basically forced resignation, but uh, he he steps out of the way. Rich Bisaccia takes over and, uh, you know, he's able to help guide the team uh, through all the adversity that they had and, and get them to the playoffs. And, and, you know, it was a hell of a roller coaster season, but they were able to weather the storm and, and really come together as a team and make it happen. But yeah, it was, it was interesting, man. It was, it was the lots of ups and downs for sure. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And a guy who really stood out as a leader was Derek Carr. I mean, he was so impressive. I get the luxury of being able to uh, watch the vast majority of the the Raiders and most NFL teams press conferences throughout the week. And, you know, whenever he was at the podium, made a point of just listening to what he said. I mean, he's, he's got this just natural skill as an ability as a leader, really impressive at the podium. 
Yeah, no, I mean, he, he he really, you know, he gets a lot of flack, of course, from Raider yeah. Nation and, of course, the NFL as well. But, uh, I mean, he was the reason why the team stuck to st- stayed together. You know, multiple players in the locker room mentioned that he was the reason why they all stayed together throughout the course of the years because of the way that, you know, he leads, the way his faith is. And, I mean, he just it was, it was a lot that he had on his shoulders, and he had to stand in front of the media each and every week and talk about the losses, talk about the wins, talk about, you know, the adversity, trying to keep the team together. I mean, he took that on his shoulders. And he did a heck of a job. And it's it's for him. It's because of of that number four is the reason why they were able to get where they were last season. Of course, they fell short in the playoffs to the Bengals, but they even had a chance in that game as well. So all in all, he really showed his worth last season. This came painfully close in yeah. that game. Yeah, man. How far do you think he can go this season now? Obviously, he's got a new head coach, but a very offensive minded head coach in uh, Josh McDaniels. And man, he's got a nice shiny new toy to play with as well. Right. I mean, that's going to be interesting because Josh McDaniels, we know, is a really good offensive mind. We know also when he was a head coach, he wasn't a very good head coach. We know in Denver, he didn't, uh, you know, it failed pretty, pretty miserably, you know, but that was what, 10 years ago. And so we think that everyone has an opportunity to grow. We know he's had an opportunity to grow. And he said that multiple times that he learned a lot from that failed opportunity there in Denver. And, uh, you know, he's, he's one of the best play callers in the league. And, and one of the things that I think that the Raiders will have an opportunity to really take advantage of this year uh, with that new toy that you mentioned, Devonte Adams, he's really good in the red zone. And that's where the Raiders struggle the most is the red zone. So I think that He'll be able to scheme up those guys, you know, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams to get open in the red zone. You'll see more passes from Carr into the end zone instead of sideline to sideline. I think you'll see that uh, aggressiveness to go to the end zone. So that's that's something that I'm paying attention to and thinking is going to be a major key for this team this season. What was your reaction when you saw Devontae Adams and that news filtered through? I mean, could you, could you quite believe it? Did you I mean, it was anticipate big. it happening? It was big. No, I mean, it was something we talked about quite a bit, you know, thinking that, hey, that would be nice if uh, Devontae Adams were to be able to be, uh, you know, uh, acquired by the Raiders. That's Derek Carr's, uh, you know, college teammate. They talked about liking to play together before, and it, it always seemed like it was a pipe dream. Uh, and then, you know, once Aaron Rodgers, I think it was still realistic, but then once Aaron Rodgers decided that he was returning to Green Bay and they were giving him that massive deal, everyone thought that that pipe dream was over because, well, why would he go back to Green Bay without his running buddy and Devontae Adams when then lo and behold, that's when Green Bay decided to move on from Adams, which was uh, pretty incredible. So, yeah, it, it looked like it was something that was a possibility. And then it looked like it wasn't even a close possibility until it was. So, yeah, it was it was uh, similar to what I was mentioning in uh, the 2021 season roller coaster. It was kind of roller coaster when it came to Devontae Adams as well. <laughs> Amen, man. Yeah, yeah. Look, you, it seems like you got the offense uh, sorted. What about the defense? How are you feeling about things shaping up on that side? I mean, the defense is is got to take its steps. You know, they have a new defensive coordinator in Patrick Graham. Uh, they went and one of their first priorities was to give Max Crosby a, a contract extension, showing him that he was, uh, you know, one of the leaders of the team. They also brought in Chandler Jones, who they're very familiar with with their time in New England, and he's still one of the better pass rushers. So they have two good edge rushers, and they've really made a attention to going and getting some beef, going and getting some guys in the middle of the defensive line, you know, the 300-pound guys to try to slow down the run. So Patrick Graham is going to try to slow down the run, get after the quarterback and play press man coverage. So, I mean, uh, the defense for the Raiders last season was good enough to keep them in games. It wasn't great, but it was good enough to keep them in games and give them an opportunity. We'll see if this defense could be that because it needs to be that for them to have a, a good chance, especially in the AFC West when you have tough teams each and every game, the Broncos, the Chiefs, and also the Chargers. Yeah, man. You're coming up against the NFC West as well this season. So it's a tough old season for uh, for both divisions. <laughs> 
a former NFC West quarterback was brought in for a, a trial last week. I think mean, it was his first proper workout with an NFL team since his last game on the 1st of January, 2017. Ironically, the Raiders play this player's former team on January 1st, 2023. We're talking about Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, what's, what's the news been about Kaepernick's performance at that trial, and is there there any news going forward? Any any potential developments of signing ahead of training camp? I mean, there's nothing right now. It's really, in my opinion, a kind of a dead subject. I mean, he, he went in for a workout. They kicked the tires on him to see what they had. Um, from all reports, he was there about five or six hours, and it sounded like, you know, maybe they enjoyed what they saw. Maybe they thought that he had some some good things. I've seen some reports where it said uh, he did things that were impressive, but he's got a lot of work to do. I mean, remember, this guy hasn't played since 2016, hasn't had a workout since 2017. So uh, there's going to be a lot of rust there, but... Uh, I look at it as if they were to sign him, if this new regime signed him, they feel like he can be an addition and an asset to the team. If they don't, then they feel like he didn't. You know, I mean, I think it's really kind of simple as that. Uh, a lot of times the last couple of years, the Raiders have been looking to get the Mariota package going where he can come out there on third down, fourth down, you know, whatever, use his legs as well as his arm. I vision Kaepernick having a role like that if the Raiders were to sign him. But as of right now, they haven't signed him and there hasn't been any conversation about him. So I know it's a it's a hot topping or a talking point for, for most people. But right now, it's, it's really not a whole lot to it. Uh, it's just it was a workout. I think it gives other teams opportunities to say, yeah, maybe we'll give him a workout as well just to see what he's got. You know, kick the tire. Sometimes it just takes one to get a couple more. Uh, but w- who knows? We'll, we'll see if that ex- is what happens. Yeah, yeah. He knows Nevada well, having played there at college. And, you know, like you said there, he's been out the game for five years it'll be nearly six years by the time the uh, season comes around at the age of 34 years old as well but it's good that he's got the trial and you know hopefully there's there's a team that's gonna take a look and and think okay well look we can if anything we could sign this guy up and give him a spot in the practice squad but do you think that it's i mean how long would you think there would be that media circus around Colin Kaepernick, do you think that would die down within maybe a, a matter of a couple of weeks, even if he was a practice squad member? Do you think that would add unnecessary pressure, perhaps on a quarterback who's on a roster? And maybe, you know, the, it's a bit of a roller coaster, up and down season, and it puts unnecessary pressure on the team and on the coach. Do you think that could be a distraction for coaches? I think it's a separate distraction from what they would have feared four or five years ago, but if you were a head coach, would, would you have that in mind? Um, I think that I think that you can't think about that. I mean, if, if you think that this guy's an asset to your team, then you just roll with it. And if you think that he's going to be a distraction, then you can't roll with it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like that's yeah. the, that's the decision that you have to make. That's part of the, the interview process as well. You know um, it's so funny. Everyone talks about distractions, but uh, I've never heard a player that was on San Francisco say that Colin was a distraction. You know what I mean? Like we talk about that. We use that so much. We throw that word around. Oh, he's going to distract this. He's going to be disruptive in the locker room. He's going to cause this riff. I never heard one player say that. I never heard one player say that he was a problem. So uh, I think that that's more media manufactured, that he's going to be a distraction or he's going to be an issue. I don't think that that's the case at all. Uh, but I, at the same time, I do realize the day after he had a workout, we all were at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center uh, for OTAs. And there was like 14 people, the me- media members there, where normally there's like eight to 10. 
in. So you can see the Colin Kaepernick effect. You can see how many people showed up to see if there was going to be some kind of announcement or some kind of, uh, you know, some some information on why they brought in Cap. And it was the first question that was asked. And I think they yeah. asked about four or five questions. And uh, Josh McDaniel said, hey, we don't even talk about guys that aren't on the roster. And he's not on the roster. You know, we 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 bring guys in all the time. He won't. He's not the first. He won't be the last. Uh, we're always going to try to improve the roster. And so and that was really the end of it. That was really the last of it. That was last like Thursday. And so I think that that's kind of uh, closed everything down and shut everything down. I think Derek Carr is very comfortable knowing that this is his team. He just got a contract extension in the offseason. So, I mean, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, the distraction is, is really a big deal. I just think that if this regime thinks that this is a, a guy that can help their team, then they're going to go in that direction. Yeah, you're right, man. Look, I work for a global sports news agency, and uh, the only bit of Raiders that we've taken so far during OTAs was that press conference last week. Why? Right. Because they were talking about Colin Kaepernick. But you're also right, because I spoke to Jeremy Curley on this show probably about 18 months ago, and I brought up Colin Kaepernick. He was a part of that San Francisco 49ers team. He joined towards the end of uh, preseason of that 2016 season, and he said, yeah, that there was there was no... Nothing in the uh, in the locker room. There was uh, no distraction. So you hit the right. uh, the nail on the head there, uh, Q. Hey, Q. Um, speaking of the AFC West, I mean, it's a division that seemingly is getting stronger and stronger. You've got a Russell Wilson, ironically, who was uh, uh, well a, a foe in the NFC West against uh, Colin Kaepernick way back when in 2012 and 2013. You got him over there at the Denver Broncos. But you know what, Q? You know what? You know what? It's, it's just you and me here. I I think the Raiders finish above the Broncos. I don't think Russell Wilson is quite what he used to be. Have you seen the size of him? It looks like he's he's kind of mellowed and he's he's chilled out. He's going more Ben Roethlisberger in his build. I don't <laughs> think he's got the heart there, man. Maybe we'll see the fire in his belly with a new team. But I w- I was expecting that the pictures of him at the uh, the Monaco Grand Prix last weekend. You know what? Disappointed. I don't think he's got the fire in his belly, and I think. I think uh, Broncos fans are going to be disappointed this season, which is music to your ears. Right. Well, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting division, man. I mean, it's it's such a tough one. And like you said, Russell Wilson being added to the Broncos. My biggest question with them, and I have questioned them for a while now, is is not even Russell Wilson. It's Nathaniel Hackett. He's a first-time head coach. Yeah, you know, man. he's never been a head coach before. He wasn't an offensive coordinator, or he was offensive coordinator in Green Bay, but he didn't call the plays. So I think that that's going to be a learning curve for him. And then all of a sudden, you're learning a new quarterback, and you're learning a new system, and you have your head coach that used to be there, Vic Fangio, is no longer there. And that was really the defense defensive minded guys. So I think there's a lot of new parts that Denver has to work out. And I'm not saying they don't have the players to get it done. And Russell Wilson is a hell of a quarterback, but I still have question marks. I I still don't think that I think Nathaniel Hackett's the fourth best head coach in the division. And I think that that means something. I mean, I do think that football, your head coach is, is is worth something. And uh, so I I think that the Raiders are going to be better than the Broncos, but uh, it's not even really on the strength of Russell Wilson. It's more of the guy who's on the sideline, Nathaniel Hackett. Well, here you go. Come at me if you want. (laughs) <laughs> you heard it? There you go. I think Russell Wilson is going to be a bit of a bust at the Denver Broncos. You heard it first. I've got big shoulders gear. That's fine. I'm okay. Unfortunately, we got the Broncos coming over to London this year. Not the Las Vegas Raiders, but hey, you know what? We uh, we were treated to your team plenty of times uh, in the not too distant past. But are you? How are you feeling? I know it's it's. We still haven't got to training camp yet. They're going to break away after OTAs and uh, have five weeks of nothing which is when we find things to talk about but you got room for optimism there in that division that has patrick mahomes and justin herbert 
I think so. I mean, just again, with the, the moves that they made this offseason, getting Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, you know, bringing in Josh McDaniels, I think that's a plus on the sideline. He's a plus uh, a play caller. So I think that that's good. I, I like the direction that the team is going. I like the new uh, regime under Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly. I think I just I, I think they've done a lot of good things this offseason. Now, I mean, look, it's it's the offseason. It's June. You know, I mean, they, they've got to go out there and get it done in training camp preseason and the regular season. And it's going to be tough every single game. I, the AFC West is probably going to beat up on each other but yeah I mean I think if you're a Raider fan you feel really confident and feel really good about the direction that the team is going so yeah I'm excited about it I'm just excited to see really how it all folds out or shakes out and I'll, I'll be I'm glad that I'll just be you know be along for the ride to, to witness it like I did in 2021 those schedulers hey uh, they're rubbing their hands with glee as they put the Broncos and Seahawks in week one <laughs> it's like right. what are you doing Listen, Q, I, I tune into your and I subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast. Absolutely love that. We got yeah. the NBA Finals tipping off this week. Game one on Thursday night. It may have happened by the time you've listened to this, but you got you any uh, any tips for the well, finals for the series? I'll say we we talked about the series uh, on Wednesday, and you know we talked about uh, Golden State. They're they're minus one fifty, so they're the favorites uh, over the Celtics. And uh, my myself, well, Lee Sterling, my my tag team partner, the guy that makes everything go. I mean, he 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 called the Golden State Warriors the wrong team favorite, you know. So Ooh. Boston Boston is a take back of plus one thirty. It pained me to my heart to hear that because I'm a Warrior fan, so I, I want the Warriors to win the series. And he's a Heat fan; he wants the Warriors to win the series as well. <laughs> but I mean. You you know, he's, he's just going with, with the odds. He broke it down on why he believes that the, the Celtics uh, have a, a, a great shot of winning this series. And so uh, he rolled with it, man. Uh, like I said, Golden State is minus 150, but Boston is uh, the take back is plus 130. And that's how we rolled as the wrong team favorite for the series for the Golden State Warriors. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that we're wrong. That's the one play that I'm hoping that we're wrong in. Uh, and we'll see how it shakes out. But as you mentioned, everything gets started on Thursday. So who's finals MVP? Come on, um, put me on the spot, man. I'm Let, let's let's not think the the Celtics. Come on, you know as a Warriors no, no, I'm fan. Gonna, I'm gonna roll with I'm rolling with the Warriors winning. I'm gonna roll with Steph because everybody's making a big deal about Steph not winning a, a series MVP yet. So I think he's gonna get one done. Absolutely good stuff, man. Yeah, and Andrew Wiggins, what a guy. And and yeah. Poole, you know, is he the third Splash Brother now? Is he? Uh... Yeah, he is. He's he's made himself the third Splash Brother. Sure has. Man, okay. Well, Q, look, absolute delight. Love having you on the show. We'll get you back on. Uh, at some point, who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about Colin Kaepernick again in the future. Maybe we'll be talking about Derek Carr for NFL season MVP for 2022. There you go. Sounds good, my man. It's always a pleasure to jump on the show with you. All right. Well, make sure you check out your boy Q there. If you're a Raiders fan, obviously, Locked On Ra- uh, Raiders. I called them Ravens. Sorry, I'll go wash my mouth. Yeah. Locked On Raiders. And of course, Locked On Bets. You want some tips throughout the NBA series? Q's your guy. My thanks to Q. As I said, go check out Locked On Bets if you want some odds and fancy some plays on the NBA Finals. And of course, plenty more plays from across the pond. Always great as well throughout the NFL season to check out Q and the Locked On Bets podcast. I know I may have stoked the flames, but as I said to Q, I got big shoulders. I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be as successful with the Denver Broncos, as many people would have us believe. I just don't know if his heart's there. You look at the size of him. You saw pictures of him at the Pro Bowl. He's pretty beefed up. I mean, I don't know what he's eating, but he's clearly enjoying life. Signing for the Denver Broncos, you kind of thought, okay, he's going to have fire in his belly. He's got something in his belly. But 
the images at the Monaco Grand Prix, he's a pretty big boy. I don't think he's, he's been an athletic quarterback. He's always had that to his game, being able to escape the pocket. Is he going to have that with the Denver Broncos? He's going to be playing at altitude as well. So he's going to be gasping for air for eight games of the season this year. I just don't think, I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, you know, you can come at me and have a go. That is absolutely fine. But I'm saying, calm down with the expectations around the Denver Broncos. They're in a tough division. They're up against another tough division in the NFC West. I just don't think Russell Wilson is the quarterback that he used to be. He's the other side of 30 as well in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. I don't know. As I said, could be wrong, but that's just my take. I thank you very much for downloading the Transatlantic Sports Show podcast. You can find us on Twitter at T-A-S-S underscore UK. I'm at A-R Wotton, W-O-O-T-T-O-N. Plenty of great stuff lined up for you throughout the offseason. We'll hopefully have some players from the teams coming over later in the year. So representatives from those teams coming over to the UK for various media events. And if they are, then we'll be there. We'll be able to get you some exclusive interviews with some of those big guys ahead of the 2022 NFL season. Got some exciting things and also a very exciting series, a documentary series coming to the Transatlantic Sports Show. More on that to come. But between now and then, we'll continue to bring you some great guests such as your boy Q. We've had Jack Crawford, his special Retirement announcement. Go back and check out that podcast from a few weeks ago. That's what we're about. We like to get you those exclusive interviews that you might not get elsewhere. And this documentary series, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I promise you're going to love it. So give us a follow at TASS underscore UK, and we'll have more to come on that. We'll be back next time in about a week's time. We're going to try and get become more consistent. If you hear the background, we've got building works going on, which is kind of why we've fallen off the radar a little bit. But we're going to ramp things up as we inch towards the new season, although things do close down in June and July. But it's normally around July time when those players come over to uh, London. So we'll be able to get you a whole host of big names. So until next time... 